How's it going, buddy? I'm doing really well, actually. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad, man. It's uh, Thursday. This is like my day off day, so I'm chilling, man. Decided chilling. why not just record a podcast with Philly here. Chilling Thursday. Uh, yeah. Welcome, everyone. This is Semi-Intellectual Musings, a podcast that looks at social sciences, humanities, and arts. And today we are doing a special, we'll call it a patio session, but it's kind of like a, uh, it's a spotlight session. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a who is kind of session. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But before we get going, uh, we want to play a promo that's been sitting in our inbox. Uh, oh, geez, Matt, for what, uh, two, three weeks now? <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to it. At least. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're getting to it now. So uh, here's a promo for the podcast, Our Strange Skies. It's their new one, and this is with Rob Christofferson. What's up, UFOnauts? It's your UFO guy, Rob Christofferson. Have you ever been curious about the UFO phenomenon, but unsure of where to start? Have you ever wondered about just what crashed at Roswell? Have you ever wanted common sense advice about licking UFOs? The answers don't. Then check out the Our Strange Skies podcast where we dive into America's rich UFO history and uncover what these sightings say about ourselves. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and most podcast apps, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to look up, because you never know what you'll find in our strange skies. In gray we trust. So don't lick UFOs, Matt. That's what I got out of that. Don't lick UFOs and keep looking up. Uh, and in Gray We Trust, uh, I think that's yeah. the name of his Facebook group as well. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so why are we talking about Rob Christofferson? I mean... <laughs> well, I mean, he's like, he has a great podcast. He's been supporting us from the start, so thank you. Uh, Rob has had two previous pods. Uh, I don't know if people have know about that, but uh, the wrestling podcast Turnbuckle Binge and a yeah. neat little podcast where he helps a friend kind of discover love in Maddie in progress. Uh, no affiliation with uh, you, I don't think. No, I've already found love, but thanks, uh, Rob. If I need any yeah, advice, I'll, I'll be sure to turn to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think we played his promo on our, our previous podcast. That should be out pretty soon. Um, and, you know, I we said, oh, thanks, Rob, but he's such a nice guy. He's so supportive, so... We thought we would do a little patio session, kind of devoted to Rob, and and talk about how nice of a guy he is. Um, so I met Rob online, like pretty much from the start of our podcast. He seemed like a really nice guy. Um, I kind of found him, or maybe he found me uh, through the Astonishing Legends Facebook group, which is a oh, really yeah. really cool space. Um, and then he just started kind of popping up on my news feed, uh, liking pictures I had posted of Violet, uh, anything I posted about our show, like you know new episodes we released, stuff like that. Um, but really supportive, like really popping up quite often. Um, and in fact, he's one who routinely likes our posts in our own Facebook group as well. So yep, yep. Uh, when Phil said we were going to play a promo from his podcast, Our Strange Skies, I was thrilled. So uh, I thought we would, uh, yeah, you know, just kind of do a love fest on uh, on Rob. So is he also on Twitter, Phil? Oh, yeah. Rob is uh, most certainly on Twitter, Matt. Um, you know, he has, I checked this morning. Uh, he has almost the same number of posts as the population of Ottawa. Uh, so at the time of recording this, upwards of 923,000 posts. Uh, like, Matt, the guy has posted more than there are hours in 100 years. And just, like, take a second to think about that. If I posted to our Twitter one post an hour, it would take 100 years to get anywhere close to what he has posted. 
I did the math. 105 years, three months, six days, five hours, to be like very precise if anyone's counting. Wow. Okay. That's uh, that's quite impressive. Uh, so, you know, get a life of it. But uh, also, uh, thanks for the sport. <laughs> so it's good to know people like you, Rob. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm more of a Facebook guy. I was uh, going back into some of his Facebook posts and trying to find, uh, you know, a little bit about him and where he's from. And and it's kind of interesting. There's not a lot of background info to mm. him. But, um, but yeah, you know, he's uh, he just sort of appeared uh, kind of mm. out of the blue a couple of years ago on Facebook. And, uh, you know, there's some pictures and, and he's on there, but that's, that's pretty much it. So it's, it's kind of a bit of a dead end other than his awesome Facebook group as well, obviously. Oh, that's interesting. You know, uh, one thing I, I kind of encountered, Rob, uh, after our episode on Gord Downey. Um, so, like, you know, Rob, right from the start, we kind of announced uh, we're going to do this episode on Gord Downey uh, and the Tragically Hip. And r- right out of the gate, you know, Rob was really supportive of it. And, uh, you know, he actually, you know, posted quite a bit about uh, Gord Downey and uh, Gord Downey's death. Um you know, I learned that Rob is part of a uh, Tragically Hip reading group. Uh, you know, I I, wow. I don't know what that exactly is, but... Uh, what does that even look like? Yeah, I don't know. Huh. But anyway, um, yeah. so like on Twitter, you know, he posts stuff like, uh, you know, this is October 2017. He says, and that's a testament to what Gord means to Canada and uh, means to a lot of us on the border. So, you know, Rob really responded to our call to share stories about the tragically hip. He gave us his top 10 lists of songs from the hip, uh, you know, topping the list, Bob Cajun, number two, nautical disaster, number three, courage. Um, and then shared a really neat story about how he goes in, uh, to his local bartender and, uh, sorry. Yeah. His local bartender and his bartender calls him Bob Cajun. Because uh, Rob apparently requests it every time he goes in. You know, it's a, he says it's a brilliant song. And in a Twitter post, uh, he says, it's kind of my safe space listening to the song in the bar, I guess, right? Uh, I don't have any problems wow. when it's on. I'm just there. That's, that's a great story about uh, a, a hip song. You know, wow, that's pretty involved, though. Like, yeah. like, I, like he, he doesn't have any, like, sort of place of birth noted. Like, he, you know, he's sort of... He strikes me as like with this sort of devotion to the hip, it seems like he might, I don't know, either be a, he might be a Canadian, I don't know. But uh, what else did you find there, man? What else is well, there it's funny that you say this whole Canadian thing because I went back. Um, okay, so I dug a little bit on Twitter. Okay, so okay. Uh, in 2015, Rob has a series of posts about Canada. And uh, I think they kind of show his love for our country. Um, so let me just read a few. Um, November 21st, 2015, he says, is it time for me to live in a secluded life in the woods of Canada? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Okay. So he's not here yet. So is it time for me to go there? Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, 13th of August, 2015, uh, he says, yeah, I'm not down for this weather. Thus why I want to move to Canada. So, you know, he's thinking about it. And then, uh, you know, in, in May, he says, uh, every time I hear that song, it makes me want to move to Canada again. Yeah, well, okay, it's interesting, interesting because, like, with that weather one, it's like you never hear about people who want to move to Canada for its weather. Like, that's strange. 
Yeah. But uh, we notice a kind of a progression, Matt, because okay. then, uh, you know, in July, he says, I'm a fan of Canada so much so that I own all four seasons of Due South and I own a copy Whoa. of Stan Rogers' Fogarty Cove on vinyl. Okay. The Due South thing, that's just, yeah. that's just bizarre, man. That's, yeah. I don't even know anyone, any Canadians who likes that show. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. And then uh, in July, same month, a couple days later, he goes, uh, Time to jump the border into Canada. Make a run for it, Marty. I mean, it, oh. that's pretty strong evidence that he wants to come to our great free northern country here. Yeah, well, I mean, we have a very porous border, but uh, all right, just, you know, settle down. like, And make sure you time it in the seasons correctly. You don't want to be coming up here in winter. Yeah, I Trying agree. To jump the border. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously he didn't come to Canada because on Twitter... Uh, on August 22nd, 2016, he asked his followers which book he should read. You know, it's a pretty mundane sort of exercise to do on Twitter. But in the selection was a title that caught my eye. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not something that's well known. Matt, if I said uh, Coke Machine Glow, do you know who wrote that? No, it sounds sounds like the rantings of a lunatic, honestly. But okay, go on. <laughs> well, it's a fellow by the name of Gordon Downey. Oh, yes. Yeah. Gord Downey uh, <laughs> wrote that book, uh, came in a pack in 2011 with an album. I don't know many hardcore hip fans who know about that album. Uh, and I don't know one who actually owns the book and poetry that came bundled with it. Like Rob is showing that he is a truer Canadian than Canadians, Matt. Probably. That's interesting. So he's. It appears from those tweets that he's not in Canada yet, but he has a really, really strong desire to move here, a deep love of Gord Downey and Due South, which is weird. Um, so, you know, people say, like, you know, you're a Francophile, you're an Anglophile. Mm, is Rob yeah. maybe a Canadian file? Oh. Does that even exist? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, so, mm, yeah. so he tweets about how much he loves Canada and how much he wants to come here. Yeah. So that's, you know, we appreciate the hell out of that, Rob. We'll have you up here. Come on up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So I'm more of a Facebook guy, as I said. So um, I see his profile pictures and that's really all I had to go off of. So if you look at Rob's profile, you'll see that, you know, he's got this really nice beard. Right. And mm. and it's kind of it's a trustworthy beard. You know, you just want to say you just want to see it moving around, talking to you. And you just want to just want to kind of give it a nice little tug. You know, so good looking beard. Um, he seems to wear flannel a lot, which again, this really does get to the Canadianism. Like I'm thinking Johnny Canuck here. Um, mm, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. He, something I've noticed, man, a ton of red shirts. Okay. So hmm. because there are so little information on Facebook, I actually learned how to navigate Twitter for this little mini episode, just so I can learn more about Rob. Cause he's nice. such a nice guy, right? Yeah. 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 So I got a tweet here from April 15th, 2014. So way back. Yep. I'm wearing a red shirt with blue gym shorts. I imagine this is called Super Mario Slacker Wear. Oh, that's interesting. So pretty, you know, pretty funny little joke there. Um, now, many, many would know this if they follow Rob on Twitter, but he lives in a wooded environment, pretty secluded, right? He kind of lives yep. off on his own, does his podcast, just does his own thing out in the, out in the woods by himself, right? So... I got a uh, tweet here from October 14th, um, uh, October 2014, rather, uh, giving this whole cabin in the woods thing a shot. So I think uh, that's when he actually 
went yeah, out into made the, the move. Yeah, yeah. So the funny thing again, all his Facebook pictures appear to be of within the last few years, and then we also see the same thing reflected in his tweets. Right? It's almost as if he like kind of fell out of the sky like an alien or a UFO or something. But uh, other than that, mm. man, there was not a lot of info on his Facebook. So, um, yeah. Mm. Well, I was able to find evidence of his activity on Twitter since July 4th, 2011. Oh, that's uh, convenient. Like uh, Independence Day, right? Yeah. It's like and, a movie, right? Well, exactly, right? So like July huh. 4th, Independence Day in the US of A, uh, it's the Star Spangled Banner's 235th year anniversary in 2011. And I'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah, yeah, totally. You know, that particular day has some interesting events, to say the least. So let's just first start with the news. So, reported by many, many very reputable websites, there were many, many very reputable sightings of UFOs that day. That day. That day. Wow. Second bit of interesting news from July 4th. 2011 concerns us all. Hubble took its one millionth reading. It involved some spectrometric or spectrometric reading from some gaseous planet, some like I don't know, thousand years, thousand light years away, or something like that. But may I may I dare may, may I dare say, Matt, that mm. seems to me to be a direct trace back to Earth. I mean, follow the tachyon particles, and bam, like our cover is blown. You know exactly where we are, right? I dare say. So third, and this maybe is the most scientific here, so bear with me, okay? Okay. July 4th, 2011 was the U.S. of A's 235th celebration of Independence. Independence Day, Matt, wasn't a movie for nothing, so why is this year significant? I'll quote the very, very reputable website, Sacred Scribes Angel Numbers dot blogspot dot ca. Okay. Oh, very reputable. Yeah, okay, it's cool. a .ca website. Sweet. You know, you know it's reputable if it's .ca. Okay, yeah. but I'll, I'm going to quote them. Number 235 is made up of a blend of energies and attributes of number two, the qualities of number three, and the vibrations of number five. Right? Two, two, three, five. Okay. Yeah. Number two relates to diplomacy and cooperation, consideration for others, finding balance and harmony, duality, devotion, and selflessness. Okay. Not bad. Number three right. resonates with energy growth and expansion, spontaneity, self-expression, encouragement and assistance, talent and skills. Number three indicates that the ascended masters are around you, assisting mm. when asked and assisting with manifesting your desires. Like that's so pretty Phil, powerful. Can I can I ask you like number three? The first half of that seemed a lot like Rob. The second half yeah. was well, ascended masters seems a little. Who the hell are those? But anyway, yeah. like let's. Let's keep on one conspiracy, maybe, and just uh, so yeah. So what about the five, number man? five to complete yeah. the two thirty-five okay. is even a little bit more uh, strange. So number okay. five relates to major life changes, important choices and decisions, promotions, advancements, adaptability, versatility, personal freedom, individuality, but life lessons learned through experience of others and resourcefulness. Like that's interesting, right? But right. this is where it gets even more interesting for me, Matt. According to this very, very knowledgeable and reputable and approved website, so no fake news here, Matt. No, number no, two thirty-five relates to number one. So two plus three plus five equals ten, right. and then one plus zero equals one. And right. as it happens, one is the ultimate angel number. Whoa. So, you know, if I think on this too long, I mean, the one who came to us, 
seems to be like this is solid evidence for, you know, certain theories or whatever, right? Okay. I, I think we need a quick recap. Okay. So, so far, we have determined that he may or may not be Canadian. It's definitely Canadian file, but he may or may not be a true-blooded Canadian. Yeah. He is definitely nice enough. And, of course, he has that fabulous beard, which any true yep. Canadian yep. guy knows is great insulation during these long winter months. In fact, I'm growing my own beard right now. Yeah, Rob is also very much into aliens very in much quite so. a serious way. Yes. You know, he has that podcast, Our Strange Skies. Yep. He has like probably two or more Facebook groups, who knows, but the one I follow is In Grey We Trust. Um, he's heavily involved with perhaps the premier paranormal podcast called Astonishing Legends, where he is the resident UFOologist. I'm not sure if you knew mm. that, Phil. No, I didn't know but that. But it's funny. One. You would have to think that this guy was it kind of sounds like he's a bit of an alien, right? Like maybe he was like, <laughs> you know, he's kind of, uh, uh, hmm. yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I just noticed on Facebook he he just got a MUFON in Field Investigator's Manual. It's the sixth yeah. edition, mind you, Phil. It says confidential and classified, so I guess we'll oh. never really know what he wrote in there, you know. But uh, on February 1st, at 1748, he posted a somewhat revealing little quote from Douglas Adams, one of your oh, favorites. Yeah, 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 yeah. Space is big, really big. You just won't believe how vastly, hugely, mind-bogglingly big it is. Well, uh, that's a great quote, but it's funny that you bring that up, Matt. Um, because on Facebook, there's some kind of weird things going on there, too. Right. And, like... It goes all the way back to 2012. Seriously? It's yeah. a long track record. So beginning of September, yeah. around September 7th to be precise, in 2012, he, uh, he posts, I love when you have fire in space in sci-fi movies, dot, 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 even though there is no oxygen to sustain a fire in space. And like, How the as alone, you would say, well, you could probably read that in the book somewhere, but listen to the next two posts. September okay. 16th. Yeah, but this is from another planet, not just space. Imagine another species looking up at it, humbling. Okay, but Mm. the third one is a little weird. Nah, you have a presence here. I just hang out there in space somewhere. What? It's a little strange, Matt. And then I think he tries to break off and cover his tracks, and he says he broke down and bought a Welcome to Night Vale shirt. Had to be done. Yeah. That's weird. It's almost like he's trying to blend in because Welcome to Nightville is an amazing show, right? Very and, much. Um, and, you know, maybe this whole being a super nice guy, um, kind of projecting himself as a Canadian is like a little bit of a cover. Okay. So I remember, mm. this is the one thing I remember so much about Rob. He he posted this long story um, to Facebook. So basically, he's, as I said, he lives out in the woods all by himself, right? Um, he was walking to work early, early in the morning, like four o'clock in the morning, right? He has his headphones on in this wooded area, no sidewalk, right? And a car or truck just like zips by and comes way too close. I don't know if the truck didn't see him, uh, but even with his headphones on, he was just sort of like, I don't know, man, like it, I got the sense that he was just sort of able to sense that the car was there and leap out of the way, right? Because I mean, it's four in the morning, you're going to get hit. You got your headphones on. So, on January 29th, he also posted a picture 
it had a saucer on it, like a classic UFO, right? And right. it simply said underneath, they exist. Well, that's definitive. I mean, you got to ask yourself, like taking into consideration this photo of the saucer, those posts you just read out there, Phil, like he seems yeah. to know a lot about space. He, like a real insider's, you know, sort of perspective. Yeah, yeah. So you got to ask yourself, one, where was Rob going at 4.30 a.m. on a Monday morning? Two, mm. where was he going from? You know, where was he going from? Mm. Was that truck really just some truck? Or did the truck and the truck driver know something we don't know? Maybe someone sent him out on the lonely, possibly Canadian road at that hour to neutralize the Christofferson paradox. Mm. That's what I'm going to be calling this. Why does he live so deep in the woods all by himself? Everyone knows the Wi-Fi would suck out there, right? Unless he has some sort of space-age modem that he sort of rigged together from some spare parts laying around. Interesting, Hmm? yeah. Hmm. Five, we know he is into aliens. We know aliens visit woods often. We know people and aliens like to live or at least visit woods so that they can be left alone. We know all this, Phil. Yep. Perhaps Rob is just trying to get himself abducted Mm. and possibly probed. Well, you know, I dug a little bit more on this, Uh, you know, did some fast fact checking. And, uh, you know, I tend to ask myself uh, how or where or why does this Rob Christofferson guy get all his information? I mean, he's constantly posting these very, very obscure books like that are way out of print. They cost a fortune, by the way. Right. And I mean, Mm -hmm. where is he getting all the resources from? Like Matt, as, as, as a Marxist, I always say, Mm. follow the money, right? Mm, All the economy. Yeah. Just follow the money, trace the money. And I mean, it kind of maybe all leads back to one place. Dude. Dude, Is Rob Rob Christopherson an alien? alien? Dude, you took the words right out of my mouth. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one who was thinking this. If he is an alien, judging by his Facebook posts, he is here all by himself. I mean, he is a pretty outgoing guy online, but why is he living off alone in the woods, reading these obscure and very costly books? Yeah. And how did his podcast become so popular so fast? He can't be that good at promotion. Yeah. There must be some dark money behind the curtains, pulling the strings. He also found his way into all the paranormal podcasts. You know, it's Not Alone, The Mad Scientist, Astonishing Legends. Like, these are big podcasts, man. They're really hard to get on. I've been tr- begging them for months to let us on, but they just keep saying, eh, maybe later. Right. I mean, he's even weaseling his way in on Perry and Lindsay Johnson, reposting mm. all of their pod stuff posts. Yeah. You know, he seems like a little bit of a, getting into a lot of different areas. So I'm getting a little suspicious, Philly. Well, Matt, it's okay. I didn't really want to bring it up, but I think we have to go there. So according okay. to a Facebook post, and I've double and triple checked this, even went to the website, uh, on early February, uh, Rob posted, some news was announced today on the latest episode of the Not Alone podcast that he's really excited about. Chris Cogswell, newly named Director of Research for MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, has put together an internal review board that, so far, consists of Chris, Mary Mayhew, Sam Fredrickson, and myself. We will be looking at Whoa. cases as they come in, collecting data, examining them, making recommendations, and ultimately putting this information out to the public. Now, this was uh, corroborated by the Mad Scientist podcast, Chris and Mary's show. Uh, So you can check that out. 
the Mad Scientist podcast, talks about this MUFON development. Matt, and you know, it's it's interesting, Phil. I just got to say, first off, Chris Cogswell, congratulations on becoming the director of research of MUFON. I know that's a huge deal, but you're in my sights too, buddy. Yeah. I've been watching you as well. I'm very suspicious of what you yeah. got going on. So yeah. watch out. We might do another one of these exposés on you as well. Yeah. yeah. But there's a little bit more info on Chris, right? Like we know he has a PhD. We know he's traveled. He has, he's been here for a while. My thinking, Matt, is do you think Rob is part of some like advanced party of future invasions? Like, like the one, like, you know how the red shirts in Star Trek kind of like uh, go down to the surface to explore things and make sure everything's cool you know, nope. check, check, check people out. Well, they nope. do. Never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what they, what they, what they type, like, like what they do is they kind of beam down and they live amongst the society and they get okay, a, Phil, a, a Phil, like enough Star and, Trek talk. Like, let's stay on focus here, man. We're, we're exposing this Rob Christofferson paradox here. So how does this all relate? Okay. Well, all I'm saying is that in 2017, on October 13th, Rob says, in a Twitter post, should I find it disturbing that when my sister uses Snapchat pics with filters that she's always wearing the same shirt? Matt, all I'm saying is maybe she wears the mm. same shirt because she's, she is a shape shifter. You know, Matt, like a changeling, like Odo Ooh. from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Right. It's right. not that she wears the same shirt. It's that the human form she has learned to change into. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's, you know, it's. It's the most obvious explanation as to why someone would appear to wear the same shirt in Snapchat post after Snapchat post after Dude, Snapchat That makes post. so much sense to me. So, Phil, from a phenomenological perspective, what is Rob Christofferson's embodied intentionality? Phil? Uh, by, by that, I mean, why is he here? What is his purpose? Maybe he wants us to think he's Canadian-ish, just so that he can move up here and take us over. So, Phil, mm. I have his stuff pulled up here. I got a post from August 2015, yeah. and it simply says, Hugs, this is until the day I decide I want to get lost in the wonderful scenery of Canada, never to be seen again. Ha 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 ha. You keep your shit out of our country, Rob Yeah, Definitely. Stay See, where you are. See, even trying to weasel our way into, into our most prestigious of all awards, next to the Junos, of course. What, what would that be? So, so August 2016, for an American ignorant, what is the Order of Canada? Like, Rob, do you have your sights set on the Order of Canada? Well, this is like, really You're messing weird. with our governor general here, buddy. So he's asking, how do I get into the Order of Canada? So he's basically data mining, figuring out who the elite is. How can he infiltrate the elite? Like, um, what are those serpent type of alien sort of thing that like infiltrates the high orders? It's part of like... Uh, Oh, you mean like a brain-eating alien that bores into like through your ear or whatever? No, not oh. at all. Oh. The nice kind. <laughs> anyway, I think Rob is the nice kind of alien that's just really trying to collect data on us, figuring out how we work, how can he infiltrate the highest levels, and he's really, he's identified Canada as being maybe the better country in North America. Well, that's... I mean, that's obvious to you and I, right? We do, we try not to make a big deal out of it online. You no, know, we don't no. want to alienate... Um, our American <laughs> listener, but pun. you know, it's okay, Rob, you can come up here for that. But I mean, if you're, if you're also in infiltrating the independent podcast community, I mean, that's, that's when shit gets a little bit personal, buddy. Like maybe, uh, maybe if you came up here, uh, you might have to bring a jock strap and a mouth guard and a helmet with a face shield. You come out into the canal and we'll play some hockey, mm. bud. 
Mm. You know, but so the thing Phil, is, but the thing yeah. is, Matt. But the thing is, you, you talked about intentionality a little bit, okay? The thing is, maybe like he's trying to spread pro alien propaganda, okay? Like having having the MUFON connection, having a podcast, asking all these questions. Rob, whatever his real name may be, I like we don't know. But maybe Rob doesn't even know why he's here. Like maybe he doesn't know his purpose or who he really is pulling the strings for, Matt. Maybe he's just a puppet. Maybe. But then I feel like, you know, being really flattering to Canada, weaseling his way into the independent podcast communities, his amazing ability at promotion. I think he's doing this and picking these targets, you know, Canadians and independent podcasters, because he thinks we're gullible and needy. Mm, maybe. And by yeah. and large, very susceptible to flattery. Right? Anyone mm. ever says something good about Canada, I mean, we just get tingles, right? Yeah. So we do know, though, that his name is not Chris Christopherson. No. I noticed that on Twitter somehow. He makes that I don't very know what clear. that means. I tried to hashtag that. I think I broke Twitter, but whatever. Mm. So, Phil, I've been taking some notes. But I just wanted to apologize first off to all our loyal listeners for subjecting to subjecting them to all that hate-filled pro-alien dribble in the form of Rob Christofferson's promo for his amazingly well-produced and researched broadcast and for his clear attempts to get into our good books, even playing the long game by predicting that we, Phil, me and you, would not only start a podcast, but eventually do tributes to Gord Downey as evidenced in this clearly self-serving tweet. From August 2016, read an article stating that the closest band to America's band Fish, it made me more proud that the hip are Canada's band. Now that took uh. me six readings, because Rob, you got to work on your grammar. I mean, even for an alien, your grammar's awful, buddy. Mm. So Phil, this is what we know to this point. His excessive online presence with so many posts that it's almost like he's trying to bury the post that references alienness. He is, one could say, ubiquitous. Mm. But on the other hand, he projects niceness as a disarming tactic. He is on all forms of social media, plus he has a few Facebook groups, and has managed to work positions for himself as a source, quote-unquote, of reliable information about aliens. Right. Everyone says that this guy is super rational, critical to an extent, but not a full-blown skeptic. If you ask me, this is what he wants us to think. So, Phil, I got another couple of posts here. September 2016. Where is my teleporter? How about my spaceship and the idea that alien women would be into me? Oh. Gross. Like the green alien for Star Trek there. Not for me, yeah. I mean, whatever gets you, yeah. Now this, I think this is really telling. The coolest thing about Peter Quill slash Star-Lord... I don't know what that means, is that he's an alien-human hybrid. Ooh. But, you know, the thing is, uh, maybe you are the hybrid, Rob, not Chris or whatever else your name isn't. You know, maybe this is like a reflexive post. He's thinking about himself, projecting himself onto these whoever Peter Quill and Star-Lord whatever are. Well, you know, if it is a reflexive post... It is quite disarming. Agreed. That, yeah. of course, and his fantastically trustworthy beard. It's very trustworthy. He lives in the woods mm-hmm. on the off chance that he might run into one of his buddies who intentionally or unintentionally left him behind, I think. 
Mm. He wears a lot of red shirts, and apparently yeah. agents from the government or agents sent by the aliens themselves, Phil, these are called men in black, are right. trying to silence his voice by running him off the road in a nondescript pickup truck. Sure, mm. his podcast is amazing. Sure, he has a trustworthy beard. But, Phil, it's right in the damn name of his Facebook group in gray we trust. Do not trust Rob Christopherson. Do download his show. Do not rate him one star on iTunes. Make it a five-star review so that maybe Rob the Alien will go back to whatever the hell damn star system he came from. But before he leaves this planet, just wanted to say a quick thanks to Rob for being so supportive right from the start. So, what's our takeaway? Go listen to Rob's podcast, Our Strange Skies. Check him out on Twitter at YourUFOGuy. That's Y-E-R-U-F-O-G-U-Y. And make sure to check out his Facebook group, in gray we trust and i mean check him out he might be an alien he might be some hybrid human thing but he produces a damn fine podcast let us know what you think and help us add to this conspiracy by subscribing to our podcast on apple Podcasts, pie bean stitcher everywhere else you listen to your podcast follow us on twitter at the underscore sim underscore pod and on facebook at the Simpod. Send us an email with your thoughts about who Rob Christofferson could be at semiintellectual at gmail.com. Because, Matt, the truth is out there. Get back now. Make your brain take some facts. Yeah. Make your hands and you clap that. Uh, Hip hop, what's happening? All the waves are a crash. Yeah. All the throats are a gasp. Yeah. All the triggers are passing. All the lights are a flash. All to the rhythm of a passion.